Hi, I'm Lee, and we are the Rewinders, rewatching childhood TV shows to see if they still hold up. And this time I watched The Wonder Years. Uh, you might have noticed that there is no Joe, and I'm all alone without a guest as well. Uh, Joe's a little bit busy, so I decided, hey, why not do a solo episode and you know fill in our weekly uh, spot of our releases that we've been doing. So I thought maybe I'll just make a review a TV show, so that way, I mean, don't have to make Joe watch a whole TV series. I guess not that I did either, but I don't know. Might do a couple more of these mini episodes, uh, solo episodes, or whatever I want to call them, I guess. But I watched The Wonder Years. Uh, okay, not the whole show, I guess, but uh, a couple of episodes. Um, just went online and just looked what were the more popular ones, what were the good ones, and skipped around. Uh, started watching them and realized, wow, I remember quite a bit from this show. And yeah, it was a. Uh, a big show in, I guess, our my little family. Uh, mom and dad always watched it with mom and dad most of the time. Watched it with them, and it was on quite a bit. Uh, it ran from 1988 to 1993. I know I st- I remember stopped watching when Kevin got older. I mean, it was on for six years. That's quite a bit of time for a TV show, especially back then. And it wasn't completely episodical either because it was you were watching Kevin and his friends grow up and you know, following his storyline from there. But I definitely stopped paying attention the last season. Uh, there were other things happening. I think X-Files is going to be happening at that point. I'm not too sure. And other things grow. And I was growing up too, getting less interested in, yeah, the Wonder Years, I guess. But uh, what are the Wonder Years? Um, it was supposedly, <laughs> I mean, it was supposed to be a uh, comedy drama set in... Uh, 1968, that's when it started, and it was made for baby boomers. They wanted to make a TV show for baby boomers' parents to go back and basically relive their childhood memories. And um, as as a kid, for my memories, it was, I mean, it's, you're, you're following a kid growing up, his troubles of school. I mean, it's it, it works. Uh, it works back then. It worked back then because, okay, I mean, I'm following this kid, and he's having trouble in school. He's got bullies. Uh, he's got a best friend that's kind of a little bit more nerdy than he is. He's kind of a dork. Uh, the one thing I definitely didn't have were girls constantly throwing themselves at me like they do at Kevin in the Wonder Years, which on rewatch, I thought, oh, wow, this is a little bit too much. Uh, I guess unless you're really, uh, maybe you're attracted to a, a 12-year-old uh, young Fred Savage. Maybe that's that's your thing. That's cool. Uh, another connection, I guess, for me was my mom always said, you look like Fred Savage. You look like him. And so, I mean, yeah. They're, uh, so I guess I, I put myself in his shoes. And um, I guess, okay, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I look like him now. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe a little bit more rugged and handsome. My beautiful, beautiful beard. Uh, anyway, uh <laughs> Well, okay, I guess I guess I already did my memory, so I'll I'll skip ahead and and uh, do my review of of as watching as an adult. So, like I said, I didn't watch like all the way through. I skipped around quite a bit, but I went like from yeah started with the pilot and then skipped around from season to season and and then did the ending. Um, I debated whether to talk about the end because I did mem- I do remember seeing that as a kid the the finale and it just seemed really weird, but. 
Uh, I guess I'll talk about that. I'll, I'll add a spoiler thing, although we never announce spoilers in our regular movie reviews. But first episode I watched was the pilot, and so Fred Savage is is young. His friend Paul is twelve, and so is this uh, girl Win Winnie. Okay, I guess I'll set up the story. Okay, so you have uh, it's it's in Middletown, anywhere USA. It's they don't say wherever town they're from, and they live in the suburbs. And it's the 60s, so there's a lot of turmoil going on, the Vietnam War starting, civil rights, and so on. Uh, and the show does touch on on those aspects, um, but not sometimes directly and sometimes not. So you have Kevin, um, p- played by Fred Savage, and he's got his best friend Paul, um, and Paul is not played by uh, Marilyn Manson, that everyone, that's a weird rumor <laughs> that people started, but he's he's not. <laughs> Uh, next door is is a little girl named Winnie, and she, they basically that's Kevin's love interest from the very beginning. That they grew up together, they were going to, to be in love, sweethearts and whatnot. So Kevin has a grumpy dad, uh, basically a stay at home mom, a homemaker, uh, older jerk brother is is basically his bully, and an even older. Uh, teenage sister who is a hippie, um, and that's really the the dynamic that goes throughout the show. Although I remember the sister, the hippie, being really annoying to me as a kid, and she goes away because I mean she's older, so she goes to college, she gets married, I think she goes to Alaska, and she's not in most of the episodes either. And uh, Wayne is around, but he's just usually the bully. His character does get lighter, and well, he grows up and starts to find himself too. Um, he gets less to be of a jerk to, to Kevin, uh, yeah, throughout, but, um, that's the basic idea of the show is just watching these kids go through living and see what happens to them. The pilot is interesting because, um, it talks about just living in the suburbs, setting everything up for the romance, I guess, between these kids, which is played off as cute. Um, and it talks about Winnie's brother is 18 and he's like a greaser type guy. He, he runs the block, Kevin says. Oh yeah. And that's the other important part of the show is there's not a laugh, laugh track. It's single camera and it's voiced over, um, through, through Kevin's memories. So it's being narrated by, uh, Daniel Stern as Kevin's older self as he's remembering back to the wonder years, the good old days as it is, I guess, and stuff. Um... So, yeah, Winnie's brother is older, and he gets drafted to Vietnam. He doesn't even get to talk. He's just standing there smoking a cigarette. But you can tell that Winnie loves him quite a bit. And the show goes on, just Kevin dealing with school and whatever. But what's weird is at the end, they, they find out – Kevin gets in trouble or something, but whatever. They, they find out that um, Winnie's brother died in Vietnam. And so Winnie's distraught. She, she goes away. Kevin – doesn't know what to do, and he he goes on a long walk, and he, he finds Winnie in the woods. Like that's a little hideout place that they they hang out, and they get to talking, and she says, "Yeah, I miss my brother," but she's not really watching it again as an adult. She's not really that upset about it. And Kevin puts her jacket, his jacket, over her, and to keep her warm because it's cold out. And then he puts his arm around her, and um. Then they have their first kiss together, and then the music plays uh, When a Man Loves a Woman, and it is awkward and weird and 
completely inappropriate, in my opinion, now watching it. It's not sweet. Her brother just died. She's vulnerable. She doesn't know what's going on. It's just when a man loves a woman, you're 12 years old. I know. I understand. It's trying to be cute and sweet, but I found it kind of creepy. And then first indication of, wow, uh, Winnie, the act, uh, Danica McKellar, Keller, someone like that. She can't act. She is terrible. She has the same tone throughout. She never grows as, as an actress, as a kid actress to an adult. And I guess that's why I've never seen her in anything at all besides, I think she was in Sidekicks with Chuck Norris, that martial art movie, Jonathan Brandis. I think she was. Yeah, I'll say she was. Fred Savage I thought was pretty good, though. I think he's a pretty good actor. And uh, I guess that's the pilot. Um, I can skip around. There's one episode where uh, Kev- oh, Kevin has a uh, has a math teacher that he wants to impress. Kevin's not good at math, but Paul gets gets all the praise because he's smarter and more nerdy and and actually more likable now as an adult watching him. Uh, but Kevin wants to have praise too from this really good math teacher, uh, and and that's something that yeah connects to home uh, or you know uh, remembering back remembering your good teachers that you had and and wanting them to. You know, uh, uh, give you praise. Hey, good job. Pat on the back. Kevin doesn't get a little good job that Paul gets on his tests and he's also getting C's and D's or whatever. So he, he connects with the teacher, asks him for help. And the teacher, being a good teacher, spends extra time with Kevin, get his try to get his grade up, but really dr- drills him. He's not just buddy-buddy. He, he, he really pushes him to to do better. And then basically at the end of the episode, they find out the the teacher has is has has passed away. Think of a heart attack, and that really is devastated Kevin because he's trying to get closer to this guy, and the guy would never let him in. And that's something in the monologue, the narration afterwards is you really don't know what your teachers are as people. You just know them as teachers. You don't know really what's going on in their lives besides when you see them in school for just that little bit of time. So I thought it was a pretty good episode oh there's another one um first season kevin goes he wants to know what's going on with his dad his dad comes home and he's always grumpy and had a hard day at the office and they know to steer clear of him when he comes in they can they have a, a signal they know that he had a bad day or if it's a really bad day he gets his telescope out and he looks at the stars and has a beer or something like that and just stay away from him he's not he's not in a good mood and you know Kevin is curious. He wants to know what what does my dad do? What pisses him off? I want to get to know my my old man better. And there's one scene where dad is watching a football game or baseball game, and Kevin walks in. Is like, so what do you do, huh? What's that? I work at Norcom, you know, whatever. And Kevin just sheepishly, well, well, what do you do though? And he get the dad gets mad and yells, and we're just like, leave me alone, Kevin. I just want some peace and quiet and. Yeah, definitely relate to that of, you know, dad doing that to me for whatever. But I can see him being annoyed. Kid, leave me alone. I just want to drink my beer, watch some football, and uh, go on. But mom sets him sets dad straight and, all right, you're going to come to work with me. And it was funny. It was, uh, he get, Kevin gets to leave school, and Wayne is like, I want to know what dad does. I want to leave school. But Jack is the character name. Dan Loria. Uh, yeah, I like that guy. He's done stuff, right? I think he's done stuff, but yeah, they go. He goes to work and sees that he work, just works in an office for um, a defense firm. I think uh, 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 Kevin's older sister, the hippie, says, "Oh, that you're making war machines," but I think they make microchips. But whatever, 
Jack, he he worked. Dad works in the shipping department at this you know, military complex conglomerate, whatever Norcom, and he just ships stuff. And you get to see the other office people ask Kevin, oh, are you going to work here when you grow up? Are you going to follow your old man? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's, and Kevin had earlier said he, he wanted to be a baseball player. And his backup plan was something like a rock and roll star, something silly, of course. I mean, he's 12, so. And gets to know his what his dad does. And it's really mundane and, I guess, boring. He just ships stuff. His coworker does a mistake and he screws up that he didn't made a, a bad shipment or something. He doesn't get there in time, and but Kevin's starting to see. Oh, this is why he's getting mad because he's got he's got bad employees got to deal with and so on. And it's just kind of a boring job. They go and have coffee. Kevin asks, "Dad, is this what the job you wanted to do when you were my age?" And Dad says, "No, I wanted to be a a, a ship captain, like for an oil tanker or something big like that." And navigating by the stars. And so that's why he, when he gets home and has a bad day, he goes and looks at the stars through his telescope. And he does say something like, well, they have modern uh, navigation devices, so you actually wouldn't look at the stars. But the romantic idea of it, which I thought was interesting. That's kind of mature for a a kid, I guess, to want to do a job like that. Oh, 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 no, that was his backup job. That's right. Dad wanted to be, just like Kevin, a baseball player, a a baseball star. But his backup job was... Uh, romantic uh, ship captain sailing by stars. Eh, I understand, I guess. And that, but then dad says, well, one thing we, I met your mother in college, one thing left another, had to provide. It's a good job. It pays, you know, we're doing just fine. We're middle class. We're white. We're doing, we're in the suburbs. <laughs> we're okay, Kevin. And Kevin finds a new respect for his dad and understands that might happen to him. And that's definitely true. I mean, we all do jobs that we don't necessarily want to do. It's not our dream job. I'm not a fighter pilot. Uh, or am I? <laughs> uh, but that is uh, that episode. Oh, and hey, then they get back. His dad gets chewed out, chewed out by a, a, his upper higher level boss. And that's, you know, dad can get chewed out too. So that is that episode. Uh, there are a couple episodes that are season beginners, uh, Summer Song, The Lake. These episodes I remember a lot because uh, these are the the last day of summer. Um, they go on vacation somewhere to a lake. They go to uh, a lakeshore, uh, like a, I think Atlantic City or someplace similar like that, a carnival on the shore. And each time Kevin meets a hot babe. Okay, I can say hot babe because she was. Hot. they were hot to me as a kid and I'm remembering. Sure, I guess. But I, that's what I remember is he just would be hanging out by himself or with Paul, and all of a sudden he would catch the eye of a girl and she would look back at him and like, oh, let's hook up, let's let's hang out all the rest of the, our vacation that we have time left together. Uh, one was, I think, this girl that was also on vacation and she always called them brown eyes or something like that, and she looked older than he did. And, but just the notion of these girls just throwing themselves at Little Kevin Arnold, he's just so awkward looking. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's what's cool though. He when they played it as like he's fourteen, he looks he, he is fourteen. Fred Savage is. It's not like I guess uh, a twenty year old playing a little kid. So that was actually kind of good. Same thing happens in the lake. Another another girl, but she smokes and she hangs out. And she's a town local and she's a little bit more dangerous, but 
she hangs out with Kevin. They have a little, you know, makeout sessions and whatnot. And I just thought it was really strange. The reason why that happens is because the whole series is an on and off again relationship between Kevin and Winnie. And even as a kid, I noticed either be together or don't be together. It's just a constant annoying knowing thing back and forth uh lazy writing i guess i don't know being a kid weird hormones sure i guess i didn't experience that as a a kid in in junior high and probably not until later i was a late bloomer whatever i had to play with toys and whatnot and stuff but anyway uh there was one episode that i really remembered was uh episode the season four it was a heartbreak. It was like a field trip or something. Oh, that's right. Uh, there was this character introduced in the fourth season called Madeline. And it was this really pretty girl that I remember and that stands out in my brain. Uh, she she had the hots for Kevin right away. She was in, she was in his French class. She, even then, she looked way older. And actually, I did look it up. She was 20 years old when, when she, she did this part of Madeline. And Kevin, or Fred Savage, was only 14 at the time. And you, it's really obvious now that no, this is a college-age girl pretending to be 14 or 15. Or maybe she was a senior. I don't know. But it was just really strange. But Madeline's whole deal was that she was un... They don't even say why she was so attracted to Kevin. She would just always give him looks across the the classroom and and just just be there all the time. And at this point, Kevin was dating Winnie. They had gotten back together or whatever. And they were together for sure. Even Winnie gives him a charm bracelet or something with his name on it. Stuff goes back and forth. But Madeline is there like almost plotting to steal Kevin away. It's it's the whole, I guess, trying to get something that you can't have thing. But that episode I was talking about, uh, Heartbreak, they go in a f- uh, So, yeah, Winnie had moved. That's right. That was one of the breakups earlier on. Winnie had moved to a different school, so she was away from, from Kevin, and that was a reason to break up. But Kevin was excited because they're, they're, they're going on uh, a field trip to a museum, but both schools were doing it at the same time. And he was so excited that she could come on the, the bus with us and we could hang out. And... and, and yeah, the whole time she's awkward and she's like, oh, I want to be with my other friends and or waving to a, her her new friends in her new school. And Kevin's just being a little asshole. Who are those kids? What do you mean, Kevin? Those are her new friends. She she has to move on. She can't just hang out with you and Paul all the time like he used to. And uh, yeah, just, and Kevin was, I remember Kevin being selfish a lot. But you're a kid. and But that's something I could relate to because, yeah, I definitely was that way too. Yeah, it takes a while to grow out of that. Or maybe you never do it. Whatever. But uh, at the field trip, though, Madeline is on the bus, too. And he's, ooh, hey, I'm I'm prettier than Winnie. Mm, look at me. <laughs> Kid me was, why are you with Winnie when there's this way hotter lady chick that wants you so bad? I'm sure then what would happen is they, they actually start dating and then she gets uninterested because now she has what she wanted and eh, whatever. The, the, the fun is over. Even though the real point of Madeline was just... A blatant bad attempt of the writers to add drama into the storyline as a way to break up Winnie and Kevin again. And then at the end of this field trip, that happens. Winnie says, 
Oh, when he catches Madeline and him talking uh, somewhere that because Madeline's always stalking Kevin. <laughs> and just and like I said, she just shows up wherever they need her to be at at inappropriate times, awkward times. And they really weren't doing anything, but I mean, Kevin was attracted to her. But then Winnie sees them together and runs away. And then Kevin says, I'm sorry, it didn't mean anything. And she says, no, I met someone else. I had to break up with you. Bye. <sighs> Whatever, Winnie. You're a terrible character. This is annoying. The show's gone on way too long. Maybe this little review has gone on too long. Uh, there's other stuff where in the sh- – it- whatever. And then they break up yet again. <laughs> Who cares? Not interested. Uh, other stuff that they touch on in the show is basically mom being a homemaker, being stuck, and then she wants to do more things. I think she takes a pottery class. Dad gets angry at that. And there's a bunch of instances where it they do other little stories like that. One big one I remember as a kid was Paul having a condom and, and wearing contact lenses. He's trying to be – he's getting older. He wants to be more attractive. He wants to have sex and – Actually, he then he actually does have it in, I think, the fifth season when everyone else is trying to go see this rated R movie, Carnal Knowledge, that has nudity in it with Anne Margaret or something like that. I've never seen it. I don't know. All, uh, Kevin and his friends want to go see it, but Paul has to stay at home, and he's a family dinner. Family friends are coming over, and they have a college girl that is a marine biologist, and he's interested in that. And then he actually ends up sleeping with this this college student. So I think Paul was 16 at this time, and this is a college student, so we'll assume she's eight, at least 18, maybe older. So she took advantage of Paul being young. But what's really interesting, I thought, was Paul comes over to Kevin's house after, right, maybe right after it happened, who knows, and just he wants to talk to someone about it. And... Kevin is being an arrogant asshole, and he just can't believe that Paul got to have sex before he did. Like, oh, I'm the popular, more handsome one. Kevin, you're an asshole, and yeah, whatever. But but Paul is just confused because, and what the show is trying to say is he was not ready for this experience. Even I think even Paul realizes that that does a good job of saying I'm just. Kevin wants to know what was it like, which is a strange thing to ask. I don't think I've ever even asked ten of my friends. Does this some that's a TV movie trope, I guess. To guys always want to talk like, "What were what were boobs like? How did it, how was it? You know what what exactly?" Like that doesn't happen, or at least in my group of friends, that never happened. That's just that's just kind of weird. Like I don't want to talk to my friends about that stuff, or like, "Oh yeah, you did it, good job," or whatever. I don't know. That's just that's just something weird. And but Kevin, you know, is wants to know what happened, and Paul just says it was dark. Fast and confusing, yeah, because he just he was not ready for this experience, and he's just kind of shaken by it, which I thought was a pretty good little uh, little talk about that kind of stuff. I'm gonna skip ahead. Oh, one big thing I forgot about that uh, this show is supposed to be a comedy, right? Right, it's supposed to be a comedy. I know there's no laugh track to help me to tell me when to laugh, but watching it this time around, it is not funny. It there's rarely any joke that lands. A couple slapstick here and there, uh, but it's more of just n- straight up nostalgia about being a kid, and that's what I found actually really interesting. Uh, but what I had forgotten, the one bit of comedy that's in here is Kevin's uh, gym coach. 
played by Robert Picardo. He's a fun actor. Uh, you know, he might be best known for playing the Doctor in Star Trek Voyager, the hologram Doctor. So, and here he's just this awkward gym coach that is unsure of himself. He, I remember one episode he has to teach him sex ed, and he doesn't know exactly what the female anatomy looks like. He draws it on a chalkboard and then he draws like a block woman around it. And it, that's fun. Oh, there's one where he has to teach him square dancing and he's awkward to the lady gym coach. Uh, stuff like that. But he's actually the best part of the show because he's hamming it up, having more fun with it. Uh, he's not in many episodes. Uh, I only watched, I think, a couple with him in it. And I didn't remember him as a kid. But uh, that's the only really bit of comedy I can actually think about. The rest is just drama of gro- troubles of growing up. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the last episode. So spoilers for <laughs> the Wonder Years, I guess, and how this show wraps up. So now um, it's a sixth season. Last episode is uh, actually two episodes. Kevin and and uh, Winnie are back together. They're 17 years old, but they're, this is their last summer together. And I guess Kevin being an ass, whatever, said... We should have different jobs so we can, I don't know, I don't remember exactly, but whatever. Winnie gets a job at a, at a being a lifeguard at this country club further away, and Kevin is working for his dad, who's now has a lumber store or something, I guess. He got out of Norcom. That doesn't matter, but Kevin wants to be his own man is the idea, and he quits working for his dad and goes on the road, and uh, he just drives off. But he drives to the country club to see Winnie because he's obsessed with her. And she he, and he gets there. She's awkward because it's, what are you doing here? What's going on? And it's obvious, oh, she's she's trying to move on and maybe already has. Well, that's she has moved on. She's dating another lifeguard, Chip, or something like that. And Kevin's just a complete asshole, not understanding what's going on. But... He, do, I mean, that's the part of living. I mean, you ha- don't have if you haven't had these experiences and being able to tell what's going on. Yeah, but Winnie was always a jerk. She was just she was always manipulating Kevin. Of she wouldn't actually go out and say, "I don't want to be with you anymore." It's oh, okay. Well, if you want to, or she just wouldn't. She would just beat her on the bush and not say what she wants, or maybe she I guess she didn't know what she wanted either. But that was I always found it annoying, and this time just. In other episodes further back when they would have breakup problems back and forth. It's just, what do you mean? Just tell me. <laughs> Stop being silly. Whatever. But in this this final episode, they Kevin finds out, yeah, she's now with this lifeguard. And he punches him in the face and leaves the country club. Oh, he got a job there because he wanted to be with Winnie. He, he leaves... Oh, oh, he lost his, his, his car in a, in a poker, uh, gambling it, so he lost his car, so he couldn't drive back. So he's walking back, and he get hitchhikes, and luckily he's not murdered by anybody, uh, but a nice old lady and an and old man pick, pick him up. And then in the back seat is Winnie. Okay, you didn't notice Winnie right away when the car pulled up? That was kind of whatever, it doesn't matter. But Winnie got fired because Kevin punched lifeguard in face, and then she got fired because of that because she got kevin the job whatever they're both in the back seat arguing old people that nicely pick them up drop them off in the middle of nowhere country and then it starts and then they're arguing they throw each other's luggage into the road a truck runs over it instead of just going around it or whatever the point is then it starts to rain and they have to they go they find this barn somewhere nearby and and they they 
they huddle up together, or they're, they're they there's hanging out while it's a thunderstorm outside in this older barn, and they're back to back on one side of a uh, little small f- fence in the barn, or whatever. Um, and they're talking to each other of, I wish it would have worked out. I wish we could have been together, but it just wasn't meant to be. And then they start making out, and they know that they're not going to be together. And it's implied that they have sex. I don't think they outright say it, but they they both lose their virginity to each other, I think. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. And and then it's voiced over. Uh, and that quickly wraps up everyone else's storylines of the family. It's a 4th of July, and they're, Winnie and, and Kevin are back together. They're hanging out with the family, watching the 4th of July. And then it just kind of voiceover talks about Wayne, Wayne takes over dad's business karen the the sister she comes back she's pregnant now mom is leading the pta or something like that she starts starting to do more in the community and then this weird dad dad dies two years after or two years later after i go to college like what he didn't look sick at all he's like what a weird thing to say i just that was just really strange and then dad dies and then wayne takes over the business that was really weird and then uh, I said something like, Winnie goes to Paris or whatever for eight years doing something. And then when she comes back in the airport, my wife and I and kids are there to greet her. That's really fucking strange. That <laughs> so your your childhood sweetheart, you, you've loved your entire life, but you weren't compatible and you're just kind of forcing your, oh, we were, we were meant to be together, but our personalities, we don't gel, we don't work together. And then... They they said they wrote to each other every day or every week, like that's just really weird for then Kevin's wife to have to accept this strange relationship. I, I don't buy any of that. It's it's okay. You talk to each other for a year, maybe hoping that you're gonna get back together, but it doesn't, and then you drift apart. And yeah, okay, you're you can still be friends, but you're not gonna be waiting for her at the airport when she comes back. Home. Uh, oh yeah, Paul. He 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 gets goes to Harvard, of course, because he's smart. I think those are the most living characters. So that's how that show ends. It's just voicing over, and then um, the voiceover is is, and that was the those were the, our Wonder Years or something like that in in our little suburbs with fireworks going off in the sky because the Fourth of July, and then you hear a little kid say, "Come on, Dad, let's go," and then Daniel Stern, the narrator, says, "I'll be right there," and. That's how the show ends. How long was Daniel Stern talking about the Wonder Years? And this, was this kid waiting the entire time? Just, we had to go to the zoo. What? Her, Dad, quit remembering all this. Or maybe he was like having a, it was all fever dream. That's probably it. Oh, uh, that was Wonder Years. Wow, I rambled on and on. I guess I'm good at that. Does this hold up? There were there were things I really like about the show. Like I said, put, uh, nostalgia, bringing myself back into that, bringing myself back into my childhood, remembering many different things. Um, I never had, I don't have, I was this only child, so I don't have a brother or sister. So that's something I really never connected to. I really never grasped on, uh, that they, these other characters were important. The mom aspect being uh, being a homemaker and wanting to do more. Think, Dad being, you know, intimidating guy, not really ever getting to know your teachers that well. Things things like that were were really good, but as a whole, this show is not very good. It's like I said, it's more of a drama. It's definitely not a comedy. There's a lot of show 
like I said, it's, it ran six seasons, and back then they had contracts. You did 22, 24 episodes, and some of them were just complete filler episodes that mean nothing. So that's why I just went around and picked some of the best of the best, quote-unquote, I guess, for this show. So if, if you do that, that's fine. It's just okay. It's just an okay show. That was Wonder Years, and this was a little mini-episode. And uh, if you like our little podcast... Just uh, recommend us to a friend. I mean, we're on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. All those fun things. Subscribe and whatnot. Also, if you liked my little solo recording here of reviewing TV shows, please tell me on Facebook or you can email us. You know how to do it. Well, thanks so much and thanks for listening.